Now serving F-27 at DMV window number 16. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be Real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson, Ricky, at Fort Bragg. Then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash realid. beautiful people and happy Tuesday. This is Tina and Jeff with another episode of Floors Truly. Hey Jeff, how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I, I, I got my days mixed up. I thought the Bourbon Festival was last Tuesday night. And so, uh, I just kind of had one of my own and, uh, I, I'm, I think I'm almost recovered for it in time for the actual Bourbon Festival, which, uh, <laughs> we, we have no idea if uh, if that's still going to be happening with all of the interesting things happening right now. But uh, you know how that goes. That's beyond our control. Exactly. You just roll with the punches. You roll with the punches, uh, and the the uh, it is Taco Tuesday, and uh, I'm I'm avoiding the Coronas. You know, just keeping them away from me as much as I can. So no Coronas. No Coronas. But I have to. I have to ask we we've had this beautiful weather we do have some things that are happening in the city we'll talk about uh, or that are not happening in the city we'll talk about soon but i know there is a huge event one of the big events of the year happening up in gonzalez this weekend what's what's up there yes we've had beautiful weather and it's going to be beautiful this weekend for the 41st annual louisiana sportsman show Uh, it's actually it's the largest outdoor show it's great for people who love to fish that have boats they sell uh hunting and tacking a tackling gear it's just it's 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 a great outdoor fest Uh, i've actually attended it the last couple of years it's super fun you can bring your kids out there they have us what's called splash dogs which is a retriever contest Um, they also have a kid zone they have a bass tank where they give promos the kids really enjoy that they've got uh, hunting and fishing outfitters from all over the united states They've got boat dealers, food demonstrations. Uh, I mean, if you if you like to eat, it's kind of like when you go to Sam's and they give out those samples. Oh, well, yeah. they, do, they do food and cooking demonstrations all throughout the exhibit. They've got sauces, spices, mixes, dips. Um, the fudge is out of this world if, you, if you're a fudge lover. Um, they also do uh, demonstrations for hunting and fishing guides all over the country. It's not just in the South. They do lots of give- giveaways. It's four days. It starts on Thursday. And it's $12 at the gate. You can bring your kids. As you know, Louisiana is known for being the sportsman's paradise. So this is just a super fun event. If you love going outdoors, you love fishing, and you, or you own a boat, or you're thinking about buying a boat, or you love hunting, or you love to go camping, or if you've got some land and you need a tractor, it's this is just a great event for the entire family. It's relatively inexpensive. We're going to have beautiful weather this weekend. Take the kids out there. Let them go see the splash dogs. So, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, this is like if Cabela's or the Bass Pro Shop was like a festival. <laughs> well, this, Cabela's right? actually is one of the sponsors. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense then. Yeah. So basically, imagine uh, it's 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 basically like if you've ever been to a craft show before, 
they have vendors and you walk through but it's the entire Lamar Dixon. I mean, it's, it's from one end to the other. And then also it's outside in, in the little parking area with where they call like the corral area, because that's where they put the boats. Um, and if you are interested in a boat, that's the place to be. It, they, they're very well uh, educated. They can give you information. You can actually, it's not like when you're looking through a brochure, when you want to buy a car or a boat, you actually can physically touch them, get up in them, look around. So they've got uh, all the major boat brands out there and dealers throughout the area. Um, you can ride an ATV if that's something you're interested in. It's free. Like I said, there's a lot to do. It's fun. It's, it is a outdoor show and it's four days, 12 bucks, or you can get a four day pass and go every day if you're interested. I mean, that sounds like a great, especially because I looked at the weather forecast and I think uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the temperature, the high temperature was between 77 and 80. Uh, 20% chance of rain, which is the standard rain chance yes. for any New Orleans or Southern Louisiana newscast. So I, I think weather-wise, it's perfect. And quite frankly, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole lot else to compete with it. No, no. And I've went to this uh, the last couple of years. And so we've had sometimes when it's rained and, and a lot of it's inside. But if you want to go out and see the Splash Dogs, especially if you've got kids, that's that's what you want to see. It's so fun. Um, you, they let you pet them after the event. They've got uh, the, the bass tank where they do the, the demonstrations. But like you said, you know, if the weather is not great, it doesn't cooperate. All the outdoor events doesn't really work. You're inside. Yeah. And unfortunately, like you just said, something has happened in the last yeah. hour or two. We've had breaking <laughs> news that some of the events that we actually talked about last week and we're going to talk about tonight have been canceled. Yeah. And I want to, I want to say, I want to thank Jim Jacks for, for being with you last week and uh, filling in the, the show was fantastic. He stole pretty much every thunder I could have possibly <laughs> had for that show anyway. So uh, well, I'll I, tell I you what you need to do. You need to send him a case of moon pies. Uh, yeah. I, a big thank you. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to figure out something. I am not the moon pie fan, but I, I plan through that anyway. I, I planned on catching them some this weekend and sending them to them, but unfortunately. <laughs> yes. So instead of catching the moon pies and the cabbage and the carrots and the onions and the garlics and everything else, everybody is going to just be trying not to catch the COVID. Oh, the horrible COVID. And so, uh, of course. Uh, just a couple hours ago, we got uh, Mayor Contrell in New Orleans who has canceled uh, just about every event in the city this weekend. So it is uh, it is looking like a dead weekend. We had the uh, the St. Patrick's Downtown Club that was parading this weekend. We had the the big massive Irish Channel parade that comes with all the block parties. All of that is shut down. Um, basically anything that requires a city permit looks like it is uh, it is not happening. And then I think that another event that we lost that you guys didn't address before is uh, Super Super Sunday, which is a big deal. That is the traditional Mardi Gras Indian celebration. And it used to be a warring day, you know, the tribes and mm -hmm. they didn't quite get along, but they still come out in their full regalia and uh, do the dances and everything else. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing to go out and see. I know a lot of people aren't really familiar with it, even that live here, uh, but it's an amazing event, something great to see. Unfortunately, that has also been axed 
for the weekend. So I think the important thing to do at this point is if you are planning to come to New Orleans, first of all, still plan to come here. It doesn't matter if your event is happening or not. You still want to come here and you're going to have a great time. But also, if you are coming for a specific event, make sure that you're paying attention to the news, staying up to date. We're going to try to keep you fed on Twitter with any updates that come in uh, between now and whenever it is. We'll certainly be keeping that updated. Um, as of right now, Jefferson Parish has not made any announcement regarding their stuff this weekend, which directly affects me because I am riding in the uh, St. Patrick's Metairie Road Parade, which is celebrating 50 years this year. This is the 50th annual, and uh, hopefully that will still be going off without a hitch. But again, uh, that is going to be up to the parish leaders, and we have to trust that their decisions will be right. They have a makeup date already chosen in case they have to go to it. But I think, uh, I think everybody's got to be cautious, and I can understand it. We've seen uh, we've seen this this one case pop up very quickly, and then by the end of the day today, we've got three now. And so I guess that's really what you have to watch is, you know, you can see these things popping up. But I want to tell you, we're talking about uh, vacations and coming to New Orleans. Have you seen the cruise prices out of New Orleans over the course of the next few weeks? I have, and I've also seen that they've been issuing two to three hundred dollar per person onboard credits if you do not cancel your cruise. Yeah, onboard credits at two or three hundred dollars, and you can book a cruise. This is no kidding. You can book a cruise out of New Orleans, five day, five day cruise. If you leave like in the next two weeks, twenty dollars a person. Oh, that's incredible. A person. And uh, it's unreal. It's something that we just haven't seen, but that's an industry that's got to do what it can to keep itself afloat. We talk about the economic impacts of, of the coronavirus and things that are happening around it. So even though it may not affect everybody in terms of the actual sickness, it affects us all when it comes down to the economic impact. And that's something we have to make sure we're paying attention to, you, should, you know, I'm still going to go out and eat at the restaurants and tip my servers and take care of those people in the service industry. I'm going to still try to do as much of those things as I can. I can understand why you don't want the big gatherings. I get it. We saw even, you know, yesterday I got an email from Pearl Jam that they were adding two new festival dates. And then last night they canceled the whole tour. So we're seeing this happen all over the place. It was probably a matter of time before we saw the results here, but I think that the best part is, and Tina, you know this as well as anybody, we're not going to let it stop us from having a good time. There'll still be no. a party somewhere. No, New Orleans is known for that. That's what makes us awesome, what makes us special. We'll find something to celebrate some way, somehow. You know, uh, going back to you were talking about Super Sunday, I was, I was doing some research on that because I was not as familiar with it as you were. And it says that their suits that they wear for these uh, celebrations take six months to a year to complete. And, mm -hmm. and, and that, that made, that made me disappointed because I know that they start literally after this is over and start working on it for next year. Yep. So are there, are, are there any other events that they'd be able to participate in? Or there is, is there is still, um, there's an event around mother's day that they do. So, and I think that what we're probably going to see is some makeup dates come out from this stuff. 
Um, you know, when we when we look at the calendar over the course of the next two months, it's really tough because we have, you know, we kind of go into the Easter celebration. There's a lot of Easter events. We have all the March stuff that's going on. We have the St. Joseph's altars, which I know we're going to talk about in a few minutes that are still going to be happening. Those won't really be affected by what's happening. Um, but I think that we could possibly see some makeup dates, but you're right. It's going to shorten their prep time for the next season for those guys, because the intricate work the Indians do uh, is probably one of the most remarkable aspects of the culture here. That, that work is tremendous. And um, if you're not familiar with it, just Google the Mardi Gras Indians and take a look at the artwork that these guys do when they make their their traditional outfits. Every year they're a little bit different, but amazing artistry by each each one. Oh, of them. beautiful, beautiful work. And and I think a lot of people that don't live in the area realize just what you know their heart and soul goes into all the preparation for these events not just super sunday but mardi gras the floats they disassemble them right after mardi gras and then they start designing for next year i mean it's a it's a process that you know like you said we're we're always celebrating something here yeah and and i think that you know every one of these events every one of these seasons has so much prep work to it. And, and people don't even really see the behind the scenes of it so much. These St. Patrick's parades, you know, there is a lot of decorating that goes on. There's a lot of organizations that are involved that this is their big celebration. And a lot of these groups do a lot of charity work. They have big events where they raise a lot of money. And all of those things are really important to uh, the groups that they, they work with. But Again, when you look at what's happening here and how that's going to, the financial impact that's going to happen, it's not going to be something that goes away by the end of the summer. It's going to be something that lasts for quite a while because we're losing a whole year off of a lot of these calendars for these groups. But, you know, one thing, you look at the preparations that happen for the St. Joseph's altar, we can talk about that. I know, I know people that start cooking in December to start getting things ready for those. And of course, we've talked about New Orleans being a big Catholic mm -hmm. town and- Catholic Italian, and that's what we do, we cook. Well, where where does that come from? Where does that, where does that all start? I mean, is it, I know we have St. Joseph and that's a, that's a big thing, but I, I mean, New Orleans has been doing altars for a hundred years, right? Well, back in the 1800s, there was a famine in Sicily and that's where this all started. It's basically they prayed to St. Joseph for relief. And it came, so as a honoring of it, so to speak, they started, you know, placing uh, flowers and figurines and candles and made an altar. And basically it was a thank you to St. Joseph for relie relieving the hunger and offerings of food is a feast. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like Thanksgiving, but this is on the on the, the Catholic end of it for St. Joseph. Right, It's it's on the... It's on the very Italian side, too. Yeah, yeah, because you, you do not say Italian without food. That's right. Well, what is your, what is your favorite, um, what is your favorite thing you're going to find at an altar? The cookies. Yeah, the cookies, you have a particular one? I love the wedding cookies. Yeah. But, but I've said this before, I'm, I'm a wedding cake girl. I, I love almond flavor. I love Chantilly cake. So I, I like the Italian cookies. Um, my, my dad used to make some with uh, pudding 
with vanilla pudding. And I literally like could close my eyes and taste them right now. They're oh, so, wow. They were just so good. But uh, yeah, definitely the cookies. I'm a sweet girl. I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just admit it. I'm a sweets person. I like sweets. So I can, right. I can, I can, I can pass on the, you know, the pastas and stuff, but I, I like the wedding cookies. I mean, if you've, if you've never had them, um, even our grocery stores here, like Rouse's has an altar and they have, they sell the wedding cookies there and they're just, they're delicious. Yeah. The, I tell you the, uh, you know, the ones I don't like are the, what is it? A nice, a nice cookies they're the ones that have almost like that licorice i was gonna say like the fig licorice taste to it well but the fig cookies oh i'll do some of those those are awesome the ones that you get like i think angelo bricado sells them like all year in the grocery stores and stuff you can get i think you can go on amazon and order the bricado's fig cookies and they are just out of this world my, my mom she will eat them year round she loves them so um, if you want to see what some of the, some of the deal with what's on a St. Patrick's, I mean, a, a St. Joseph's Psalter, go check out, you know, go on Amazon and type in like Bricado cookies or whatever. Those things you can get shipped across the country. Um, I know I always enjoyed it and, did, and, I, and I didn't leave an altar unless I walked away with a bean. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say, pick up, pick up your lucky bean. That's right. We have to get some beans out there. We have to a picture of a bean you gotta post something out show, show them what we're talking about you know what I'll, I'll do i'll do that tomorrow i'll do that tomorrow afternoon for all of you listening um my uh, twitter handle is at no the noble girl so i will post a little uh, article and a picture about the lucky bean i actually carry one in my purse at all times there you go that's that's an old tradition too almost as much as getting your palm and uh keeping it in your back dash <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're, you're right about that. You see those <laughs> I often see wonder, all year long. I do. I often, I often wonder what people that are not from here and they see that and then they're, they question it. And, and a lot of people that they, they're inquisitive as for as our cultures and, and our traditions here. If y'all ever have any questions about it, definitely let us know. Um, if you have any suggestions on anything that, you know, we're talking about, or you want us to go a little bit on death, we'll be happy to, to send you some links or pictures from, uh, you know, our personal events that we've went to or a little article just to kind of give you a little more in depth about it because uh it's it's it, we have like you said we, we have interesting culture and, and traditions here and um we don't really need a, a reason to party uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find something we're gonna make the best of it so i think with all these events that are you know being canceled and going to be rescheduled um it's it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing because we're going to extend out the festival season so to speak um, at a different time. It's just like you said, the time and effort and the blood, sweat and tear and putting it together. And then, you know, the economic hit that comes immediately from that is just, you know, it's unfortunate, but I understand where they're coming from. You know, they have to do what they have to do. Um, as of right now, we do still have a, a few other events that are going to be uh, taking place in the next few weeks. So we're going to say this is tentative, so to speak. Um, we have the Buku Music and Art Project, which is out at the Mardi Gras world, which is in New Orleans, right out on the riverfront. And this is their eighth year. And it is an, it's a super fun event because the music is so diverse that it's an EDM, which is electronic dance music. They have hip hop artists, they have indie rock, and they do, a, a they have like, um, like a art exhibit for local artists in the area, which I actually just found that out recently. I, I just always thought that it was a music festival, but they have a live art 
um, exhibit there for local and national artists. And after the event is over with, they actually auction off the pieces for charity. Really? Which I just, I thought that was, cause you know, like I said, I'm all about, you know, helping others and getting the word out to promote things. And, and, and I thought that was really interesting. It's, it's an actual live art installation. They've got sculptures and paintings and graffiti and it's during the two days of the event. And afterwards they auction it off to fans and the money goes to charity. That's and really awesome. I didn't realize it, that all of that. I did not happen. know either. I think that's something because I think when we think of Buku, we do think about the music. It's always about the music. I think I, in, in this aspect of us doing this podcast, I'm glad to, to make awareness to that aspect of it with, with the artwork. Because like I said, it's not just local artists, it's national artists as well. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I've seen some of the, the names that come in. And even though I'm not really into the EDM scene, um, it is something I, I'll see some of the names that come up and I go, really? I didn't realize that person was coming in. But, you know, I even I read an article today out of the New York Times that was talking about how the synthesized music that was starting to really get big in the 80s and kind of disappeared in the 90s that's coming back and becoming that mainstream EDM. So I, if what I'm hearing on some of the, the new songs that are coming out on the radio is really heavy, that's like kind of 80s synthesizer sound, mm -hmm. I like it. I, I might have to go and check some of this out, you know? Well, the, the, the range of uh, artists are so diverse. I mean, you're looking at uh, Ellie Goulding, which is, is, is a, I don't want to really call her pop, but she, she is more on the pop edge. Yeah. One year they had Zed, they had Chance the Rapper. I mean, that's, you know, they had Big Frida, which if you're from New Orleans, you know Big Frida, you love Big Frida. I mean, that bounce music is, is you know, she, she basically created that. Then a few years later, they had David Guetta, who's probably one of the biggest names in EDM um, as a DJ. And he's worked with a lot of artists um, and they've done mixes of, of a lot of popular songs. They've done covers, but he's also, you know, did the remix of them. But I mean, they just, the music is just, I mean, so diverse. I mean, the g Easy, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Kid Cudi. I mean, that's a, that is a large range. Not, and it's, and like you said, it's shifting away from the EDM. I mean, they do have a lot of main artists there, but I mean, it's, it's, it's hip hop. It's, you know, it's just, it's, it's everything. And, and to me, when you think of a, a music festival, you want a little bit of everything because you want to bring in people, you know, not just, you know, what you're looking for. Like if you're going to, um, what was the one that was up at Tiger Stadium and they moved it to the Superdome, a Bayou oh, Country the, Super uh, Fest. Bayou Super Country Fest, yeah. Most, the majority of the artists were country. Yeah. I mean, they did have Taylor Swift headline it one year and she is well, more- she was a country artist. Yeah, yeah, she was initially and then she crossed over more to pop. But I mean, it is, that is strictly, you know, a country music festival. Whereas, you know, this festival, like I said, I mean, you're looking at, you know, three different uh, types of music and, and it's a large lineup. I mean, they've got like multiple stages all throughout that area. And it's, I mean, I'm looking at some of the other artists they had, Travis Scott, um, they've had a, uh, you know, a couple of local artists here. They've had indie rock, which I mean, it's, it's getting to be, we call it indie rock, but it's getting to be more mainstream, especially with the launch of like Pandora and Sirius radio, they have their own channels. Whereas before, you know, you kind of had to kind of look at those, uh, local small radio stations. Now that we have, you know, our national satellite radio they they have an indie rock station out there. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it's gained. It's, popularity and it's not just with it's not just with youth i've seen the groups that are coming in and and you're right about the diversity i think that's really a great 
a great thing for us all to see. And, um, you know, like I said, I hope people are willing to check it out. I hope people are willing to still come down and visit us. Um, like I said, there's gonna be a party no matter what. No. But I think that even if, even if Buku, if, if you've ever seen the setup for that, it's over like in that Mardi Gras world kind of area. And it's very kind of low key and it's a cool vibe. And I think that uh, it, it would go on whether the city wanted it to or not. Yeah. And honestly, if you've never been to Mardi Gras World, it's worth the trip just to go over there to see that. that. That in itself is a, I mean, it's 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 just it's it's incredible. That's that's where they house and they design and they uh, construct the floats for all the parades. I mean, that in itself is just something to see. Yeah, you're you're right about that. It it is. It is very interesting. I wanted to tell you, you know, you're talking about um, the things that are happening kind of on the entertainment world. And I wanted to broach the sports world here real quick. First of all, I want to congratulate Danola Gold, another win this past weekend. I know we've kind of talked a little bit about it, not so much here yet, but uh, I've had a great time at the games I've gone to. They've moved over to the the um, former home of the New Orleans Zephyrs. I won't call them the other team. Thank you very um, much for that. Again. And, uh, but they've turned it into a rugby stadium and it is very cool. The fans are showing up for it. Um, if you haven't been to a gold game, go check it out. I think they're back home the, uh, either the last weekend in March, the first weekend in April, but uh, they, uh, they won again this past weekend. And then, of course, we're all kind of still keeping our eyes on the Pelicans. A lot going on there. They're, they're in the hunt for that last they're playoff Still sitting spot. in ninth. Sitting in ninth. Sitting in ninth. There's, a, there's, there's some big games this course of this week between all four of those teams that are kind of in that 8, 9, 10, 11 spot that are all still alive. So a lot to watch there. We're excited about it. the Pelicans are start, are going to be limiting their locker room access, including media starting this week as well as they're on this West coast trip. So that's going to be something to, to see. That's interesting. You know, we've watched these soccer stadiums and stuff that are empty now for, for some games that are going on in Italy and, and throughout Europe. And um, they've talked about some of that stuff happening here. I don't think we'll get quite to that point yet, but we are seeing some, some of those small changes. Um, I think everybody's glad that it's not football season right now. <laughs> well, we if you're watching the XFL, it is. Well, that's true. Um, so uh, that's supposed to be our buffer, uh, you know, between uh, a regular NFL season. Which did you watch the game on Sunday, by the way? I did not. I did right, not. I actually what. was I was out enjoying the beautiful weather on the water. I know. I saw the pictures. I was a little jealous, but I, I went up to Baton Rouge. We were barbecuing at my brother's house and um, they were the XFL game was on. It's it's pretty decent football. I've enjoyed watching it, but they built a uh, a stack of cups that went up an entire like 40 rows high. And it was a cup snake that went for probably, if I had to guess, this thing was maybe 150 feet long. I mean, impressive. So I want to give a shout out to the cup snake people because that was awesome to see. <laughs> that, that sounds pretty cool. That, that was, go, cool. Google it. Google the XFL cup snake and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. It's nuts. 
But um, you know, the XFL's good, but we've got we've got what free agency starting here in what are we T minus like six days now? We're tomorrow is exactly a week, starts next mm -hmm. Wednesday. Oh. So, and that's when everything really starts to go because now you get to the start of free agency and then the draft comes right behind that. And then you're straight into OTAs and mini camps and then camps. And then the, like season, the season will be here before you know it. Yeah, that's when everything seems to accelerate, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the CBA. I mean, they're, they're, they, they actually were supposed to vote on it already and they extended it till Saturday. There seems to be some dissension in the ranks of the uh, NFLPA is what it sounds like to me, that they're having some, they're struggling to, to get everybody on the same page. And, you know, you got a lot of guys that, you know, the, the issue with the league is you have a lot of guys that make a lot of money and you have a lot of guys that make, you know, okay money. The disparity from the top to the bottom is is really quite ridiculous, and um, the guys who are at the top end of the spectrum, I don't think they're the ones who really need the union. It's really and they're the and they're trying to make so many changes this year. And that was one of the articles I was reading about. Is some of the players were saying, you know, how can you expect us to make a decision in a few days on changes that are going to affect us for the next few years? Right. So I, I, I'm thinking that's one of the reasons why they extended it until this weekend, as, as, as and also the, they extended the franchise tag too until Monday. So I, I, I side with the players on this because it is something that's going to affect them for the next five, you know, to, to possible ten years. So I mean, it's like anything you do in business, and I look at the NFL as a business. I'm a fan, but I also understand that it's a business. You cannot expect somebody to make a decision on something in a few days that is going to affect them for a few years. Right. And this isn't one or two rule changes that they're trying to make, it's several. So it's right. important that these players get educated and speak to other players, speak to their representatives, speak to their agents to understand fully what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's not just for our current players, it's also for you know our college players that are going into the draft this year and next year and the year after that. I mean, it's important to be involved with it. Because I mean, like like you said, you know, this is this is something that's is, is important towards them for you know the next couple of years. So their representatives need to to really they need to get together and they all need to make sure that they're on the page. But there is there is a lot of disagreement, right. and the players have been extremely vocal about it on on Twitter, uh, more so than they were with the last CBA agreement. Right. And I don't know if that's just because social media has, has gotten into more of a boom now than it was years ago, but a lot of them have been very vocal about it. Yeah, I also think that there is some, again, what I, what I said before was there are some issues with leadership. The last time the CBA was up, we had pretty solid leadership in the NFLPA. And now you've got players that are threatening to sue the NFLPA because they don't think they're acting in the best interest. So I think there's a lot of things here that um, had a little bit more instability now than what they did just a few years ago, you know? And when you see players like Aaron Rodgers and Richard Sherman and JJ Watt come out publicly and speak about it, I mean, you know that there's, they're taking this seriously, but I mean, also, I mean, because the, the rule of thumb is, you know, you don't talk about it outside of the circle. What's, you know, what happens on the mile stays on the mile. 
And right. it's kind of been that rule. I mean, the, the coaches and the, the GMs always tell the players, stay off of social media, you know, don't speak out about anything. And they've been very vocal about this. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. I mean, like I, I've been saying this for weeks at free agency. This is one of the most intriguing and interesting times for a Saints fan this year. But I mean, with the CBA, it just, you know, you're just throwing more on top of it. I mean, the plate is full. It is about as full as it's going to get. So, I mean, I do, I think that they're going to hold out. No, do I think that, yeah, I think they're going to come to an agreement. It's just a matter of what it's going to be based on the things that they want. And then also too, a lot of players that already voted, they're not allowing them to change their votes. So right. That, right. that's, it's that's kind of, an issue too, because what if something happens in the next couple of days and negotiations and you don't like it, you should be allowed to change your vote. Yeah. They don't have much of a contingency for that. I noticed it. Well, I've got, I got three rapid fire questions for you. Number one, what is the chance, if you had to put a number on it, what percentage chance is there of a holdout this season? Mm, 20 to 30. Okay, so you're going 20 to 30, so that's... Because I feel like anything can happen, but I don't think it was. I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry, and I can't see the NFL and the players allow, you know, them not coming together at the last minute. Yeah. What is your thought? Uh, you know, I... I, I'm I'm much lower. I'm I'm probably at a ten percent because, uh, especially with everything happening in the world right now, I think that people are going. There's gonna be a lot of pressure to just get that, you know, get that. We don't need any more nightmares going on. We just need to get that out of the way. So I think there'll be a lot of pressure from the public, fans on that end of it. Um, second question is how many games. Will the 2020 season be? They want 17, and I think it's ridiculous. I mean, I think we need to stick with what we have, 16 games, one bye week. And if, if they want to extend the season, then it needs to be 18 games and two bye weeks. I think the 17, I don't know who came up with that, but it needs to either be 16, one bye week, 18 games, two bye weeks. That's, I, I, that's been my position since day one, since they first started talking about this a few years ago and expanding the season. And the 17 would give them a, every team would play a neutral site game, right? Isn't that how it. Yeah. And I, and I don't agree with that either. So I'm, you know, my, my, well, my, my point is 16, one by week, 18, two by week. And yeah. I think if, if you can hash it out, don't rush it, you know, table it for right now and stick with what's working. But if you had to, if you had to, to to bet your season tickets on it, you're gonna you're gonna say that they're gonna probably stay at 16. I don't want to bet my season tickets on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm 15 years as a as a hoot at right now in that number, so I don't want to give up my tickets for anything. Uh, and plus, I'm not a gambler on top of it. But I'm, I mean, you know, just for for, you know, our our sake of talking here, I'll I'll stick with 16. Right, sixteen. That's what I would. That's what I would think. I, I, I know the owners obviously want more games. The players, uh, some of them are like the extra paycheck. Some of them don't seem to have want to have anything to do with it. And if I'm wrong, no one come for my tickets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree with that. And then my 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 last question on the Saints, as we are going into free agency, and I think we'll start to see this picture shape up. But if you had to say the one guy that we, the Saints should be going after, who is it? Hmm. Wide receiver. Wide receiver? 
Any anybody you'd like to see in black and gold next season who uh, already isn't? Emmanuel Sanders. Ooh. Okay. I, I could I could see that. I could see that. I think we I think we need all the help we can get. So there's certainly a lot of options. Out now, there. in saying that, do I think we're gonna sign him? I don't know. I don't think I do not think he will be back with the Niners. Yeah. But as far as us signing him, I, I don't know. This draft is so deep with wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I've been seeing that in the mocks that are coming out right now. The the, the mock drafts are a very heavy wide receivers, and B like LSU getting a player in the first round basically every four picks. It's it's nuts to see that, but mm-hmm. but you're right. It is a lot of wide receivers that are coming through. So uh, the Saints may sit back for this first portion, or at least try to address some of their defensive woes. Uh, I think they want to make sure that their running back situation is going to be tightened up. But at the same time, that's another place where they just find the studs in the draft. So, they do, they do. And I mean, at this point, we want to go younger. I mean, we don't, we, I, I hate to call it a band-aid. I use that terminology so much, but I mean, we, we don't want a band-aid player. We don't want someone that's just going to, you know, fill our need this year and next year. If we can get somebody in the draft, you know, young and they're affordable on top of it, because <laughs> they need to be cap friendly right now, um, especially with all the other players we need to sign, then why not do that? You yeah. know, and, and basically, I mean, the risk is, is low. You know, you're not spending a lot of money if they work out. Hey, that is great. And we've been very fortunate in that aspect, especially with a lot of the play, a lot of the wide receivers that we signed in later rounds, even the ones that weren't even drafted. Right, right, exactly. Well, I, I, think, I think we're looking at a very interesting offseason. And again, we've talked from, from the first week of this show, we have said the Saints are definitely – Heavy buyers, they are in it to win it, and we know the window is rapidly getting smaller for us to get this thing done. So I think, I think uh, it's very interesting to sit here and watch. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. This is it, this is going to be a very interesting and intriguing free agency period. It's going to be an interesting draft, just depending on you know what we're going to do. And I mean, there's still there's uncertainty at the quarterback situation. I mean, we know Drew's coming back for sure. Um, they put the tender on Taysom, which yeah. it became official, which we knew they were, but I mean, it, it, it became official. And then, you know, Teddy's sitting there and, and it's just, it, it's, it's unfortunate. I wish we had enough money and we could sign all three of them and keep them another year, but we can't. Um, I just, I personally hope that Teddy doesn't go to Tampa because there's been a lot of rumblings in the last week or so about that. Yeah, I don't want to see him stay in our division at all if he's not no, playing for us. No. I mean, in fact, I, I think he would be a wonderful quarterback back in the AFC. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Go, go play over there, please. We don't want to have to face you. Teddy, we love you, but no, we don't want to see you twice a year. Don't want to see you again. Well, I, I, I tell you, all the interesting stuff from the sports world, all the interesting stuff at this time of year here, a lot of developments. I think that uh, of the shows that we've done so far, this has had a ton of information, a ton of moving parts. Uh, you and I are both monitoring kind of the, the wires here and seeing the information that's coming across. Again, 
if you're planning on coming to New Orleans, if you live down here, if you've got plans for the weekend, make sure you check out online. We'll try to share what we can. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Momus the, Momus the word the, T-H-E. M-A-U-M-U-S-T-H-E is my handle on Twitter. And of course, uh, it's the NOLA girl, right? Yes, I am at the NOLA girl. And we're going to try to share as much of this information as it happens so that you can try to single source it. Where If you're not sure where it's going to come from, at least check our Twitter pages out. Follow us, like us, like the stuff we post, whatever you like. But if you have, we will try to help send some of that information out to you as definitely, you know. definitely. And if you have any questions or if there's any events that are coming up that you know of that we have not covered in the last two weeks, definitely hit us up, uh, you know, either uh, on Twitter or you can send us a DM. We're trying to, you know, as this changes and, and, and the, the news evolves, we're trying to keep up with it as much as possible. Um, you know, and like I said, unfortunately, you know, this just happened in the last couple of hours and there's some events that are scheduled for, you know, the end of the month. So we're hoping those still ha take place. We'll be covering them next week. If not, then, you know, we'll, we'll give you as much information as we can. Again, this is Tina at The Nola Girl. Yep, and I am Jeff at Momus The. T-H-E. And y'all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us again with Floors Truly. Don't forget Think to get need... your toilet paper. <laughs> don't forget. Yeah, don't forget your toilet paper. See you next week. See y'all next week. Have a great one. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.